Hello, and welcome to Calming the Chaos, where we present tips, tools, and techniques to help you find peace in a chaotic world. I'm your host, Tracy Canella, licensed mental health counselor at Lokahi Counseling. This channel and the Calming the Chaos podcast is for those who want self-help and education. It's not a substitute for counseling or psychotherapy. So if you like the information, please subscribe to my channel and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening. And now, let the chaos begin. This episode of Calming the Chaos is called Causing the Chaos. Yes, you heard me correctly. This episode is about people who cause chaos in the minds and the lives of other people by their words, actions, or deeds. <gasps> so we'll be reviewing the definition of chaos, how it can show up in your life, and the three situations where a person can cause chaos in the mind of another person. And then we'll discuss a tool, technique, that we can use instead of lashing back or creating even more chaos. So let's begin. What is chaos anyway? Well, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, Chaos has a lot of different definitions. A state of other confusion, a confused mass or mixture, various states of disorganization, or unpredictable actions or behaviors. So the ways that chaos can show up in your life are real chaos and perceived chaos. Real chaos is anything that is life-threatening in nature. These can include anything uncontained, such as natural disasters, so floods, fires, hurricane, tree falling on the roof of your house and busting it in, those sorts of things. They can include traffic accidents, fatalities, and also they can include things like wars, being in a war, being a, in a domestic violence situation, uh, being in a mass shooting or being in a criminal situation, carjacking, riots, even power outages can be life-threatening. And so real chaos is anything that actually threatens your physical body and your life. Perceived chaos is what we talk about most on this podcast because what I like to do is work with the human mind. That's what I do for a living. Perceived chaos is when our brain is trying to make sense of what's going on around us, our perceptions or our thoughts, and they are what makes us feel the way we feel about things. When we have so many thoughts, it tends to make us feel anxious. Chaos is a lot of uncontained thoughts. And so these things are stressful, but not life-threatening. They can feel chaotic. They can feel like your life is really threatened, but in actuality, it's just your thoughts that are causing all the chaos. So if I look at my mail, for example, and it has a lot of stuff in it, or possibly something from the Internal Revenue Service, which I really don't like seeing, then my brain can get all chaotic. It can be 
chaotic brain for me. I can also get that way when I look into one of my junk drawers or when I see that my uh, closet needs cleaning up or I can't find a broom or something on my counter needs attending to. I can start to think that things are really life-threatening when they're actually not. So those are the two ways that chaos can show up in your life. So there are three ways that other people can cause people chaos, and we'll look at them one at a time. The first way is intentional chaos. A person, say person A, has a strongly held belief, and usually about a trigger subject like religion, politics, laws, rules, regulation, or somebody's behavior, how they're walking their dog, is some kind of opinion that is very strongly held, person A has. The person B comes along and says, I wanna mess with person A a little bit. So they're intending to cause chaos or anger or upset in the mind of person A over here. So what they do is they may do some name calling or some mudslinging or saying you're wrong or public shaming, trying to get people to agree with them and go against this person. So these people are intentionally trying to poke the bear, so to speak. And person A being the bear, that can have a lot of perceived chaos when that bear is poked. Like, I'm being threatened, and you are a threat to me, and I have to lash back, something like that. But there can also be real chaos when a person pokes a bear. Now, I've been in situations like this when I've seen person A and person B go at it, usually like in a bar, and one person doesn't agree with the other, and then a fist fight or a physical fight ends up happening and the police are called. So that would be harm to body and person, and that would be considered real chaos. So the first type of way a person can cause chaos in the life and the minds of others is intentional chaos. The second way a person can cause chaos in the minds and the lives of others is when they are trying to get at the truth of something. This is called inadvertent chaos. So let's go back to person A and person B. Person A has a strongly held belief about something like religion or politics, law, rule, human behavior. And person B comes along and says, hey, what about this? Or have you heard about that? Or inserts a fact somewhere. And they're not trying to poke the bear, but what they're trying to do is get at the truth. And person A, in the meantime, gets very upset because their firmly held beliefs are being questioned or something is happening to where a person is putting new facts into the situation that this person A hadn't considered before. And so chaos in the mind of the person A, the person who has the beliefs, and any firmly held belief that is questioned will throw this person into chaos. So person B, uh, in the meantime, is only trying to get at the facts, so they're unintentionally causing the chaos. Perceived chaos can definitely happen in the minds of mind of person A and possibly person B, but real chaos can also result. This is really important. When the questions that person B asks 
lead to invasion of a person's privacy. So person A may have a firmly held belief about another person. And when person B brings up a question that can result into invasion of privacy issues, private information revealed, possibly shaming another person, accusations being made, or maybe even the police get called. So that could actually lead to some real chaos in, in a person just asking questions or trying to get at the truth. The third way a person can cause another person chaos in their mind and life is unintentional chaos. This is when a person actually tries to be of service or help to a situation, but unintentionally causes some chaos. So let's go back to person A in firmly held belief and say person B has a different or opposite opposing belief and these two are having a disagreement. And this can be in person or it can be online on social media. Let's say there's person A and person B and they are having some sort of a conflict. So person C comes in and says, let's come to some sort of an agreement. Can't we all play nicely in the sandbox together? And person A and person B are either not having it and they're very chaotic because they don't want to get along or they may not want order or to see things differently but a person comes in and tries to see if they can come to some sort of an agreement or if the edges could be smoothed around or if we could meet in the middle somewhere perceived chaos can happen in this situation when the two parties either one or the other just does not want an agreement they want to keep fighting and the thought of any sort of peaceful resolution just threatens their meaning and their purpose in life. And so either way, uh, if one or the other parties doesn't wanna have it, it can cause perceived chaos in the mind of person C, who is really trying to create harmony and peace, and then these two are just not having it. And so person C is the person that actually is in chaos in this situation. And real chaos can actually result if person A or person B has like teams of people and these teams of people will say really bad stuff about person C who's just trying to see if we can all get along. So person C could possibly become under attack. And if some of the discrediting remarks made about person C affect their reputation professionally or personally, their relationship, or possibly causes them to lose a job, then person C can actually experience real chaos. So here are some things you could do if someone is causing the chaos in your life. Now these are not recommended, but they are commonly done. One, somebody is poking you, you are the bear, and somebody is intentionally poking you, you can retaliate. Absolutely, that's an option. Probably not a great one if you want to get along or if your values are peace, harmony, and integrity, but it's definitely something that you could do. You are poked, so you retaliate against this person. What might end up happening is this person retaliates against you and then back and forth and it just never ends and there's just a never-ending battle of hurt. 
So another thing that you can do is when there's inadvertent chaos is you're upset here because somebody's asking questions, uh, getting at the truth, trying to get information or presenting information. You could just find evidence to support your theory and then discount their, the other side's theory. You can absolutely do that. Uh, discounting and not listening is an option and is often done in cases of inadvertent chaos. I'm just trying to get to the truth here. Well, I don't like it, so I'm going to discredit your opinion. And in the case of unintentional chaos, then you actually become upset, either person A, person B, or both, by someone else's efforts to make peace. You could discredit person C and say, you're no good, what do you know? you're manipulated, you're lying, this, this, that, and the other thing. And then, yeah, that causes a lot of problems in the life of person C, plus person A and person B probably aren't feeling that great either because they're trying to think of things to say about person C that are gonna discredit them. All right, so those are the things that you should probably not do. So here is an alternative action, responding rather than reacting when you are in the chaotic brain. And you can use the five rules to calm the chaotic brain when other people cause you chaos. And I'm going to tell you the five rules. They're an acronym, R-U-L-E-S. Five ways that you can calm the chaotic brain when somebody else is causing you chaos. The R, recognize. Recognize the physiological symptoms, the symptoms of your body, the feelings that you have, the rapid heartbeat, the shallow breathing, the sweating, the panting, the, uh, sometimes you can get the chills or a stomach ache or a headache. Recognize these simple physiological cues that, hey, we may want to calm some chaos now. These body feelings are your alarm that something is wrong and needs to be attended to. The you in the five rules of managing the chaotic brain when somebody else is causing you chaos is to use skills breathing skills. We talk about skills all the time on calming the chaos. So but breathing in, regularly getting your brain some oxygen, using all of the five senses to soothe yourself, possibly doing some distraction, but really trying to get that physical body calmed down by using either the five senses or a breathing technique. The L in the five rules of calming the chaos when somebody is causing you chaos is to listen. And not just listen to your body, but listen to the facts, listen to the other side, listen to your heart and your value system and how you want to display yourself in a situation that is causing you chaos. How do you wanna look? And that could be another L. How do you wanna look? How do you want to look? Listen, listen, listen. The E in the five rules to calming the chaotic brain when somebody is causing you chaos is to evaluate. Take a moment to think things over. Try allowing some time before responding to the other party. Respond rather than react. Walk away from the situation for a bit. Think it over, evaluate, and then respond. 
That is the five, the S in the five rules of calming the chaos and the chaotic brain when somebody is causing you chaos is to say what you need to say. Remember your values and what you stand for. And if you're angry, that's okay. When people are challenging a strongly held belief, people can become angry. There's nothing wrong with anger because anger is an activating emotion. Just make sure you use your anger wisely and obey the four rules of anger. Don't hurt yourself physically or emotionally. Don't hurt anyone else, again, physically or emotionally. Don't damage property that is kicking in a wall, punching a door, throwing a china glass across the counter, or hucking your cell phone at somebody's head. I guess that would also fall in uh, don't hurt anybody else. But please don't damage any property. And the fourth one is don't get arrested. Don't break the law. Don't get arrested. That doesn't lead to anywhere you want to go. Unless you want to go there. I'm not sure. I'm not you. So in conclusion, I just want to say that there are other solutions that you can use other than retaliating, discounting, or discrediting others, or reacting impulsively in anger or breaking the rules of anger, you can manage the chaos if somebody else is causing chaos in your brain, in your life, in your livelihood, whether it's real or perceived, you can respond rather than react, act skillfully and effectively. And why would you even be motivated to do this in the first place? Why not just lash out at people? Why not just cause mayhem and havoc and, and create distress in life? Well, some people need to be reminded about their motivators. I know that I do sometimes. I have to remember that the founding principles of my company, Lokahi Counseling, Lokahi being a word, it's Hawaiian, meaning harmony, unity, and agreement. I have to remember that sometimes when I'm on the phone with the IRS or an insurance company. I do have to remember that not to lash out when I'm upset or angry. And sometimes people can be reminded of their own integrity and say, oh yeah, that's right. I want to be perceived as an honest person who has integrity. Or even professionalism might be a motivator. I want to appear professional, so I'm going to calm the chaos, do the things I need to do in my chaotic brain so that I will appear professional. There is another motivator that's pretty important, respecting others, respecting their privacy, and just respecting people's opinions as well. Maybe the value here is I want to be open-minded, and so respecting the values and beliefs of others and the opinions of others will will fulfill that open-mindedness and then also kindness and love i know a lot of people really say that they stand for that and they want to express it and i i know that these people uh, are really wanting to live out these values and so that's just another motivator to calm the chaos in your mind so all these are great things to remember and learn about chaos and about when somebody else causes you chaos I wish everybody the best success in using these skills in real life. In the meantime, take care, and I look forward to sharing my next podcast episode with you. Thank you for listening to Calming the Chaos. If the information in today's podcast was helpful, please consider subscribing. 
and share it with your friends. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. You can also go to my website at www.lokahicounseling.com for more resources for calming your mental and emotional chaos. This includes a CD I created that teaches you how to practice mindfulness in less than 10 minutes. So check it out. Thanks again for listening. And I look forward to sharing my next podcast episode with you. In the meantime, take care.